Welcome to season three of the Retail Tea Break podcast. My name is Melissa Moore, the Retail Advisor, and each week I'll be joined by industry experts, retailers, and product creators to decode the myths, share knowledge, and give you an insight into the industry. So grab your cup of tea, sit back, relax, and listen in to season three of the Retail Tea Break podcast. Today I'm joined by a woman who in her own words wears many hats for Ireland's leading organic kombucha brewery here in Galway in the west of Ireland. As well as graduating from Trinity with a master's in digital marketing strategy, she's gained additional experience in the likes of making, production line work, brewery fulfillment, community management and even event planning. As if she's not busy enough, she recently joined the team of another small business, Plenor, a female-led creative agency to deepen the digital capabilities of small businesses throughout the world. Caitlin Brozick, Marketing and Brand Manager from All About Kombucha, welcome to the Retail Tea Break podcast. Hello, I am so happy to be here. Thank you. I'm delighted. I'm really interested in this conversation today because you, as you said yourself, you wear so many hats. There's loads of the digital side, the marketing, but also you get creative business. So I think there's going to be loads of listeners out there, whether they're retailers or makers, uh, are going to be fascinated. And I think in your honesty, and that's what I'm really looking forward to today. As you said yourself, look, it's not all plain sailing. You work for this incredibly successful company, but there's always a bit of a bumpy road getting to the fame and fortune as so many people think. So look, before we kick off in the age old tradition of this podcast, in the time that it takes to boil a kettle, which is about two minutes, tell us a little bit more about you and the company. Absolutely. So I think I've been wearing many hats from the start. I actually have undergraduate degrees um, from Elon University in North Carolina. If you could not tell, I'm from the With state. the accent, I love it. Accent. I'm American, spoiler. Um, and so I went to Elon University down south and I actually at the time chose to get two degrees, one in media analytics, so data analytics, um, and one in graphic design, which at the time I actually remember one of the heads of the um, communication school pushing me against that. They didn't see at the time how the two aligned. So this was about six years ago. There was no such thing as data-driven marketing, really, Um, or it wasn't in full swing. And so I went against the head of the communication school's recommendation or whoever it was that I spoke to at the time. And I go, look, I'm really into maths. I'm really into art. Those are my two, the two sides of my brain that light up I want to mesh them together. So I pursued the two degrees. Um, I could see almost immediately how the two were going to align. And that's kind of how I further married them with the digital marketing strategy program at Trinity. I thoroughly enjoy both halves of that process. But you know what, this is, this is fascinating, because nowadays, the norm, businesses need those two hats. But actually, as you were saying, if just a few years ago, you were either that mathsy, sciencey side of, of marketing or of business, or you were that kind of very laid back, creative, you know, the stereotype. But it's brilliant that actually you said, no, do you know what, I'm really good at both of these. And I can see its use in business, because it is so needed. Yes. And I was called crazy, but I wouldn't have been able to be so successful in a startup nowadays had I not had that experience as a younger me. So I, the digital marketing, again, it married the two. I was able to understand historical consumer data, whether that was 
what time they're liking your posts, like in a simpler example, or whether that was exactly how they're finding your website, the routes, the search engines they were using, you know, Google Trends, Google Analytics. Um, but I was also then able to go, well, hey, I recognize the patterns that are going on here and I want to implement them myself. So I can then create that poster, that most effective poster or uh, know how to speak or word the verbiage in the Insta caption because I really understand. It's understanding your target audience. So mm. I do think you need the two halves of the brain, just as you said nowadays. And I'm very thankful I took that that blind, confused leap a few years ago. Um, and I've ended up in a digital marketing and brand management role. So, and that's with All About Kombucha. So a bit about the company. As you said, we are Ireland's organic kombucha brewery. We're dare I say, one of the leading kombucha breweries in Ireland at this time. Uh, we're fortunate enough to actually just receive the Irish Drink Award for 2022. From Amazing. Writers Guilds, yeah, uh, by Board Bia. So that happened since I've joined the company, which was just incredible to see that the progress we are making internally with the sweat and the tears and the running around with scobies and hot tea uh, is being noticed by others. So. Um, yeah, we're growing a bit about the company, I suppose. It was started by Emmett Kerrigan and Keith Loftus, who are two Galway-born men as well. And so our company is entirely Galway-born and brewed. We're currently out in Clare, Galway. And I am actually calling in today from home because the brewery would be a quite loud place. My office, <laughs> is, my office is actually in the production facility. So uh, it'd be a bit loud for recording today, but it is usually, it's great. You, you see the product being made in front of you, which evidently is going to help my marketing as well and my customer communications because I can see exactly where their bottle of booch is right now it's in Cashel's hand down below you know so um it, it's been a really it's been a really unique holistic experience uh that I'm definitely only the better for that's fantastic yeah. and yeah. I love that that again it's an Irish company it was a startup it's growing rapidly you're getting the awards for it now you know it's out on a much kind of bigger shelf in that respect because it's it's out there in the open and people are loving it so that's why it was brilliant to kind of get you in today and kind of understand I suppose how you've got to where you are so you talk about these many hats um and as I, I've said to you kind of before we started recording I know our listeners are exactly the same you know there's no way that one person just makes or just does the marketing it's it's so many things like realistically what is it like as you said because you're in the throes of it there you know the last time we spoke you were in the facility and you could literally see people out the, the cabin window yeah. making it What's it like on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, you know, actually being a marketing manager, but needing to be so much more? Absolutely. So I use my computer a lot less than you would think a digital marketer <laughs> does. Um, to be quite frank, my technical skills I walked out of Trinity with would have been mostly ads, you know, paid marketing. Mm. It's all organic when you join a startup. You only have so many funds and those are going yeah. into really creating a quality product that then I had to get creative advertising organically. And so that was my first challenge I had to overcome was, um, oh gosh, everything I've been rehearsing within Trinity's walls, 
I now just need to use my own voice. Like there's no money to back you. We weren't, we haven't necessarily dove into influencer marketing yet. It was me. It was me speaking on behalf of the lads, on behalf of the team. And so it was a great way to dive into the deep end, I suppose, of the Irish retail industry as well, because I'm American. I speak like an American. (laughs) Uh, The Irish-isms are quickly overcoming the Caitlin-isms, which we call them at the office, Um, but in the best way possible, because I do have a passion and an interest to continue living and working in Ireland. So um, it was something I was going to have to adhere to eventually, you know, adding all the OUs and all the sentences and um so that's been great practice there but yeah I'm on my computer less than you would think I'm packaging scobies which are you know the symbiotic cultures of bacteria and yeast which actually make the kombucha alive they're the things that make the booch brew you know um so for those who don't know kombucha by the way is a tea drink uh you would brew to begin the same way you would brew a cup of tea So uh, you brew the tea and then you add in the scoby and that's what adds the healthy properties. So kombucha is this health drink. It has live bits in it with probiotics, with vitamins that all comes from the scoby. So some days I'm in the office, literally my arms up to the elbow in in scoby and scoby grease and um, harvesting the good healthy bits to go into the drink. You know, if, if maybe our production line manager is out on vacation or on holidays or is out sick. We're all lending a hand then to the physical elements of the business as well. So um, I think that's more realistic though. Again, I think the story you tell is the same story. And I know an awful lot of makers listen in their studios, in their kitchens, if they're making stuff, wherever it might be. But I think your story is being replicated around the country and yet we don't talk about it because we just want to put that smiley face on and say everything's great. You know, we're growing our business, but actually day in, day out, it is hard graft. I know. And I think one way in which the pandemic benefited at least a small company like ours that kind of rooted itself in transparency and honesty. Like I would so much rather send a customer an email. Hey, I, Caitlin, was packaging your parcel yesterday, forgot to send it out. It is not going to make that 48 hour mark. And for us to have the space, the realm, the brewery in which our bosses encourage that. So um, that was something that was put into practice right away when I joined the team. I learned how to own up and that was okay. And the pandemic also kind of set that standard across the consumer population that they can receive that news and that will still be okay as well. We are all going through something. We as a world just all went through something. Mm. So, um, I love, I love yes. and again, it's the, it's the honesty, but also it brings with it integrity, brings with it personalization in some respect, because now they feel that they actually know the people inside this business. Like I've seen and I've worked with businesses where people think that even though it's made here in Ireland, that they can't comprehend that it is actually made here in Ireland. They think it's shipped in from abroad. So I think there's something really natural and honest about, as you said, you being allowed that space within your workplace to own up, but also for the customer to be treated with that respect that you just say, look, I've made a mistake. I'm really sorry. You know, the product's on its way. Apologies for the delay. But again, it's this wholesome communication that you have. Yep. And and typically I then get into maybe a phone conversation with that same customer, you know, that I've messed up or I get into um, a conversation with a stockist if I'm giving a sales pitch over the phone. And in the end, I'll tell them I'm the marketing manager (laughs) and they are like, what in the world are you doing talking to me? And I am just 
having a blast talking to you. You know, this is, I want my hands on every single step of the process. And uh, we usually end the conversation with a laugh and all is forgiven. And that is just so the way the world should be. It's it is because you know what, it yeah. makes you memorable. And you know, I'm sure, and I don't know the answer to this before I say it, but your retention rate of customers buying again or suppliers coming back, I'd say is pretty decent because they have this relationship with you. It is. I will say we have switched we have a change coming in the company. So we've switched Ooh. off a lot of our Shopify e-commerce action at the moment to uh, gear up for said shift. So I couldn't actually even give you an accurate percentage at the moment, but we are, and we confidently say as a company to stockists, to customers, let us get in front of you. Let us have that first conversation, that first sip of kombucha with you. And I promise you'll come back. And that is because again, looking at historical consumer data, that is what happens. It is a good product. I don't brew it. I have no issue boasting about that. It <laughs> is delicious. I'm an American. We have kombucha options galore back home in the States, and I would still choose this one. Um, and I don't mind telling customers that. And, you know, if you don't like it, give it back. I'll finish it or, you know, <laughs> or I'll pay you back for that bottle. Um, and I think that's giving the customers the freedom to also be honest in response to you and your product and know that you're going to catch them if they fall or if yeah. it goes wrong, um, creates that increase in customer retention and the loyalty. I love that. And I love that actually by the sounds, but at the heart of everything you do, whether it's brewing, whether it's the sales message, you're putting that customer in, in the middle of the action there. You're very customer centric. I remember that from speaking to you to the first time we spoke and actually what stood out from that meeting is you use this line and I love it. And it fascinated me. Customer first creative. That's what you kind of called yourself. How does that work? Or what we, what did you mean by that phrase? Yes. So People will have heard of customer first marketing, I suppose. Mm. So you're thinking from the outside in, you're thinking every single business strategy, move, change, alteration you're making, is it going to benefit the customer? Well, I implement that same mindset, I suppose, in my creative work. Every touch point, every poster I create, kombucha, I mean, I just had to slip in a definition of the drink there because Ireland, a lot of the population still maybe doesn't know what the drink mm. is or is intimidated by the fact that it is alive, which is, which is the sales. Oh, it's healthy. I think sometimes the healthy tag scares people. Absolutely. And um, so just even giving them, um, oh, I just totally lost my train of thought, Melissa. Where was I going? Lead me back. The kombucha and the creative, the customer creative tag that you use. Okay, so even as simply as providing an additional definition, of course, to what the kombucha is, um, sometimes the brewers that on my team get overexcited, use fancy words, they want to explain their entire fermentation process of how it's brewed, and I'm I'm just there to be the last line of essentially anything that leaves the brewery. I'm the final set of eyes that approves, okay, is the customer going to understand this? Is it going to be visually attractive for them? Is it going to give them a positive experience as well as a positive interpretation of what our brand is? But the brand comes last. That would be the last bullet point. So that's what I mean when I say customer first creative. I will always defend the customer, whether that is you know, a stockist thinks one poster should be up in this position of their cafe and I'm there doing in-person sales and I go, well, you know what? but this is where your customers see first, or this is the chair I see every single girl in their coffee come and sit down. So I want to put my poster by there. I'm going to have those 
well thought through mm. <laughs> maps going on in my head at all times with everything I see, everything I devise. And yeah, I think the team has then since allotted me that role. And that's again, why I'm kind of the final proofread. So I'm, I'm always thinking of the customer. I mean, and it's also really easy when you think about it. Like there's no way. But it makes sense. Even the way you describe that, putting a poster up in a, a cafe or a retail shop that the customer sees makes so much sense. But sometimes it's these obvious things that because everything else is going on and because we wear so many hats, yeah, we forget the blatant obvious stuff. And we just think it's bigger or more scientific, but actually it's the simple stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I cannot so much as walk into a restaurant now without my eyes catching an error or perhaps a very big success in a menu, you know, or a sign above a brewery and how it is slightly misaligned or ooh, how that color block should really go over there because that's where it's drawing my eyes. So I think once I sat back and went, Caitlin, you were observing these things on your own and, and there's ways to optimize and make things more efficient, or you wish this business optimized and made things more efficient for you, Caitlin, as a consumer, let's do that for others. So, um, customer first creative. I, I love that. And it smacks of customer experience there and customer centricity and all these the buzzwords that we use right now. So that's all the good side. And I've got to ask, and I'm a devil for doing this on this podcast. That's the good stuff. What have you seen gone wrong? over the last few years and again it's not to bring up the bad stuff but the learning process and I'm sure knowing you being so positive you've taken the good out of the bad absolutely and that's kind of what you have to do with a small business isn't it it's less so of thinking about the bad it's more so celebrating the little wins yeah, that yeah. then turn into medium wins and then turn into huge wins and you blinked and you had no idea how it happened but oh my goodness I could tell you so many of my own faults Melissa so <laughs> I think my favorite story from this spring is we actually just did a collaboration with the lovely eco warrior spice vintage and so she sources and then resells vintage clothing um and it aligns with our values as a company. So first, it made sense to partner with her because we are all for minimizing harm to this planet. Um, it's the least we can do. The planet's letting us run a business here where we manufacture items. Well, let's do it as sustainability, as sustainably as possible, um, as we're so fortunate to have the space and platform to do it. So anyways, we team up with Spice Vintage. We're so excited. And we curated and customized a flavor for her, a spicy nojito boot. So um, it was an alternative, I know, to an alcohol drink because she actually doesn't drink alcohol at all, nor do a few members of my team. So we created this nojito. We had a photo shoot where this poor, lovely woman Gracie who's the head of Spice Vintage was traveling from Limerick up to our brewery in Clare Galway and we just needed a few mock-up bottles so the lads had their flavors ready to go um I had designed the label in uh collaboration with Gracie's designer for Spice Vintage and I sent them to print got an email back weeks prior which at the time I thought was confirming my order, but was really an invoice for checking, right? So it was a quote with a little tick box that said, hey, Caitlin, check that this order, you know, is ready to be oh, shipped. Oh, no. So it was never shipped. And day of this photo shoot, we have naked bottles. I've this influencer, you know, we're an inf she was, she was someone we wanted to impress. And now she is a great friend. And <laughs> 
I'd like, I, Caitlin, Caitlin's laughing at how much I was freaking out in the past over Gracie's arrival, but I needed a solution because we hired a professional videographer, a professional photographer, and now I'm the one who didn't have her bits ready. Um, so we contacted all these local printers and bless them. There's one called Blueprints and they were able to mock up the same gloss level, the same size, same texture as our labels onto whatever poster board, you know, they had in stock at that time. I'm rushing out the designs just an hour before Gracie's arriving and going to drive and to pick them up. And we are now taping them onto bottles. And so actually every single Spice collaboration photo video out there those labels are not stuck on. They are held up by our will, our passion, our crummy masking tape I found in my car and like the fingers of the models in those photos, right? So, um, and bless them, Gracie had a great time. The team was all laughing and, because at that point you just have to. I mean, yeah. the labels were on their way days later for the retail stops anyways. It was a totally solvable problem. Um, but wow, I had to think on my feet that day as to how to not let everyone down here and how to not then also be me photoshopping all these labels on afterwards to hundreds of photos and video content. That's, that's very interesting. So not only does this story show the grid and determination, but actually you're still always thinking ahead because can you imagine the time you would have wasted photoshopping stuff on later that I think would have almost annoyed everyone more than it needed to be done. So a little bit of quick thinking and a bit of running around, which you know what we're all used to doing in this industry. And I love it. And what a brilliant story to tell, you know, that you can sit back and laugh at it now. Yeah, there you go. So that's the little secret. All of those photos, fake labels, fake labels. That's um, mad. Yeah. And it was still a blast. It was our first like photo shoot and video opportunity with a collab uh, where we had actually structured in a day for that content creation and had the means to do so. Um, so it was an incredible experience all around. Yeah. I love it. Tell us a bit more. You, you're, the brand is really good at these collaborations. It's something I'd certainly noticed when we started talking. To anyone out there, especially the makers out there, how do you go about it? How does it work? Um, any tips or advice on kind of going after some collaborations with people out there? Absolutely. So there are going to be collaborations that excite you, but make absolutely no sense. I am fans of tons of influencers and brands here in Ireland that don't need kombucha <laughs> or don't, you know, it just, it would not make sense. Or what we've also since learned as a company is there's times where two brands absolutely align, your values absolutely align, but one's a Shopify company and the other one is, you know, selling education over Instagram. Those two, while they might look compatible, ended up maybe not being the best fit in the end because, our goals in the end maybe didn't necessarily align as much as our beginning values and our beginning intentions did. So how we start everything is you treat the collaborator, whoever you're collaborating with, like a customer and you're back into that customer first mindset. We all about kombucha might have a goal, might have something in mind that we want to achieve here, but that doesn't mean your other party is going to feel the same. So have that first content conceptualization call, if you will, product conce conceptualization call, conceptualization, there we go, <laughs> um, event planning, et cetera. Um, and just be incredibly, again, raw, honest, transparent about what you're expecting to get out of this. Ensure that your target audience 
is going to benefit from both parties being involved in this? You know, is your audience going to care about seeing kombucha on your feed in a few weeks when we get this project rolling? Um, and then customize, customize, customize. Because just as you said, Melissa, the customers nowadays like feeling special, like feeling mm. personally spoken to. We're customers too. I, I want that. I want to be personally spoken to. I want that discount code coming to me with my name in it. It's the simple things, the little things that go such a long way. And so every single one of our collaborations, not a single piece has been reused. We did we worked with the Dobros, um, you know, they just got this big award, at Europe's number one takeaway pizza spot, which is so exciting. And last year, it was actually my first week of work. And I'm put into a room with these two like star foodie stars. Mm. Um, and my two foodie stars, well, on the way to being foodie stars, Keith and Emmett, my bosses. And again, at the time, we didn't have the means or the time or the resources to necessarily hire a professional photographer. So I'm sitting there, it's my first job, my first week on the job, and I'm taking photos of these four really successful, talented men um, with little photography experience under my belt, let me tell you. Um, but everything is customized. We will always go take new imagery. It's no photoshopping mm. the in next to whoever this other brand is. We will go, um, so we created coasters for the Dobros, but for Spice Vintage, it was, we attended an event with her, you know, totally different. And for that event, I designed a banner for a bar that we brought and served kombucha live, you know, which is so different than us putting physical coasters that told a story as touch points at tables and Dobros. So people notice, I mean, you- yeah. As you said, you've noticed, which is an incredible compliment to um, my company. And it just, yeah, it feels really good to hear. So thank you first and foremost, but everyone notices and they're going to notice if you repeat things too, or they won't notice it will just excite them less. You're just Yeah, get- which is almost damaging. So I'm, I'm loving the, this idea that go for the collaboration and, but really personalize it. As you said, coasters for this, these incredible pizza boys. And I'm going to say that out loud, yeah. uh, phenomenal pizzas, incredible business, but also then, you know, the one you've done lately, it's much more exciting, as you said, to have done a live event with people, especially now that we're all meeting back up again this summer. Absolutely. It's great to really, and as you said, get noticed for doing something different. So your collaborations haven't been run of the mill, which I think, again, is why is it getting noticed? You've thought about it. And it's the one thing that really really comes through from talking to you today there's a thought process there again because it comes back to you being this creative who understands data and it's very much driving the business forward absolutely and I think it is the biggest blessing and curse um this thinking you speak (laughs) of as as a digital marketer for a small business because everyone around you just wants to run 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 sure you need to keep up with production quotas and make a name for yourself. Everyone wants to run, 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 run. And I think my most common phrase to my bosses are like, I got this. It might be PM tonight. I got this. And you actually want it 10 AM. I got this. And it's going to be way better if you give me an extra minute here. And we think this through and have those extra conversations and take time out of our day where you think you could be being more productive, doing tactile other projects. But, um, those conversations, that customization, that extra time is a long way, but you're constantly fighting the pace of a startup. Um, So that's been another challenge that I've learned to overcome in the past year, or just grow more comfortable in saying, no lads, 
it's not going to be ready this morning, but trust me. And you know what? They do trust me. And that's also the benefits of being on a small team. They know me as a person. I'm not going to let them fail. I don't want them to. So um, just in the same way that I know they don't want me to fail. So yeah. they're going to be there to give me the feedback and the resources I need when I am then done with my thinking and ready to implement. It's, it sounds brilliant. And to me as an outsider, it's the best way to work in a small business and a small team. This is true collaboration, even bringing it back into your own team, because there is that trust factor there that you all give the best, yeah. but also you know that everyone else in the team is going to bring their best as well, which I just think is amazing. But Camille, I can't let you go without talking about Plan More. Um, tell us briefly a little bit about this kind of project, this new business. Absolutely. So Plan More is a female-led digital creative agency. We all identify as freelancers and all of us were doing freelance work kind of on our lonesome prior to coming together as a group. It actually was started by my roommate who I've lived with in Galway. She also was working for Kombucha. She also had this drive to continue to enhance her technical skill set outside of the kombucha office so we could just as you said bring our best work to this small team so um and she had this idea of well i'm doing all this work these one-off projects why not make an agency around it she pulled me in her name's ashling she's lovely uh she pulled me in and i do web design and seo she pulled then two other girls who are both irish both from the east coast i never met them before i still actually haven't met them in person we are genuinely just we're digital nomads we love to travel so i believe one girl's working from spain right now one is working from vancouver i'm working from galway while manning womaning womaning my booch job and the other one's working from dublin so we are all over but she pulled us all together because i was web design and seo and i also um have brand experience of course with then solidifying the booch brand in the past year and a half she was more social media. I try to avoid social media like a plague <laughs> when I can because I'm on my phone enough for life. <laughs> I don't <laughs> looking at Instagram all the time. So happily handed that task to her with Plan More. And then we have another girl who's a virtual assistant, Shauna, and then Shelly who does content creation days. So she does primarily videography and photography. I love it. And this is all for small businesses out there to kind of get them more, I suppose, up and running realistically or kind of get them out there in this digital space. Absolutely. It is. I mean, look, we said it. You're always wearing multiple hats mm. when small team, a small business. Ashling and I saw that at Kombucha. So did the other two girls at other small business opportunities they had worked. So we're then there to take one thing off of their to-do list, one worry off of their mind. We are there to run all things digital. And a lot of the businesses we are helping are born Irish businesses. They're potentially older. They've been in like in existence for quite some time and the digital realm has just kind of run circles around them while they've just been trying to stay doing what they are passionate mm. about doing so yeah do your talented thing do your yoga go be um an art instructor we will man your social media i'll do your website you know shelly will go and take photos of you doing what you love so 
um it's a lovely again it's the back to this word collaboration and I think it comes from a really special place as you say because it's bringing in all your talents you know from wherever you are working throughout the world and genuinely helping and supporting small business because you know what that's like so I love this idea it's it's brilliant but look before I let you go you're such a busy woman and tell us what's coming up for you and the booch business over the next few months Melissa, I'm going to blow your mind. I'm taking a break. Well done. No, no. So I am a busy woman and I have done my year and a half in Galway and loved it and love the kombucha family. They are my family away from home, away from the States. Um, but I do love to travel. I'm, I'm itching to get out of here for a little bit. I am going to go back to my roots in America. I'm going to go check in on the family, do plan more. So this is also where, you know, I feel so fortunate that my job is digital because I'm going to continue to do my freelance work. Um, I am saying goodbye to the kombucha for a while. Uh, they are sending me off with so much love. And then I do hope to return come end of this year, start of next year, uh, land a job potentially back in Dublin, actually, and get back into maybe a steady office pace. But I am I'm going to go re-inspire my creativity a bit check back in, check back in with some other countries, spread the love, uh, do some plan more and come back. Yeah. Meanwhile, however, my last hurrah at kombucha, we're entering the event scene. So my last hurrah is we're actually co-hosting a musical or a music and wellness festival is what I suppose I should label it as here called Elu Le at the end of September. So tickets are actually on sale now and anyone listening is more than welcome to reach out to us to learn more. Um, we've just started pushing it on the media, on the social media this week, actually posted that post yesterday. So it's official. It's out there. We're co-hosting this festival. We're doing everything from like building the sets and the stages because one of our co-founders, Emmett, he's a handyman. Um, he builds every bar we bring to corporate events. He builds every stage we bring to music events. He fixes my laundry when it goes awry here in Galway City Center. So um, it's incredible. We're going to build all the sets. We are strategizing, you know, what goes where at the festival. We're planning acts, musical acts, yoga acts, uh, influential speakers, as well as serving kombucha. And I'll be photographing it. and videoing the entire thing. And that is literally my last weekend before I head out of the country. So wow, um, that's an easy little job to have then to do to finish up, isn't it? Just busy, absolutely. busy woman. Well, the best of luck then with the travels. And no doubt you'll you'll be back this side, as you say, before the end of the year. And no doubt the team at All About Kombucha will miss you an awful lot. But I'm sure by the looks of it, they are scaling and growing at a rate of knots. So, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me today as always as I say if you'd have enjoyed today's podcast please like share and subscribe to the retail tea break podcast Caitlin give us all about kombucha's email uh, website address there should I say absolutely all about kombucha.ie and then on social media it's easy peasy it's all about kombucha so there you go and plan more is the same plan more Again, efficient for the customers. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, listen, until next time, thanks so much for listening and watching this episode of the Retail Tea Break podcast. I will see you soon. Thanks, Caitlin. Thank you, Melissa. Bye-bye.